0: Welcome to the Gateway Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. We pray God speaks to you through this message and through his word today. For more information about our church, please visit us at gatewaylife.com. Now let's tune in to this week's message. Well, this weekend we're continuing our series entitled 40 Days, and we're also continuing the three-part message entitled Get That Whisper Back. This is part two of that sermon And if you got a Bible, I want you to turn to two spots. Open up to 1 Kings 19 and put a marker in Matthew chapter 11. We'll start off in 1 Kings 19 each of these three weeks, and then we're going to end this message with Matthew chapter 11. All right? 1 Kings chapter 19, while you're turning there, let's just recap what we talked about last week. We talked about exhaustion, that one of the biggest things that gets in the way of us being able to really hear God's voice clearly is our own exhaustion. And some of you might have been uh, listening to the message last week thinking, okay, you need to talk more about Jesus. Why are you talking more about exhaustion? Talk more about Jesus. Let me help you understand something. And this is going to be kind of strong to say it in this manner. But what good is a follower to Jesus if every day when Jesus says, follow me, that follower is too exhausted to do so. I know it seems spiritual to say, we got more Jesus, more Jesus, more Jesus. That's great. But we also need to talk about being at our best as a follower of Jesus. So hopefully, uh, if you watched last week's message, you really did some deep digging in your life to see, am I exhausted? And if you didn't watch last week's message, go back and watch it because that's the first third of this one message, get that whisper back. This message, the subtitle is, Location is Everything. Location is Everything. Let's continue in First Kings chapter 19. Now in verse 7, we covered the first six verses. Let's move to verse 7. Then the angel of the Lord came again and touched Elijah and said, Get up and eat some more or the journey ahead will be too much for you. Now remember, last week we said that this is now the second time the angel of the Lord has said this to Elijah, get up and eat. Now he's saying, get up and eat, because if you don't, the journey ahead is going to be too much. Remember we talked about last week, sometimes the most godly thing you can do is take a nap or get a meal. It's not just pray more. All right, The angel says, hey, there's a big journey ahead of you. You need to make sure you eat. Get up and eat again. Otherwise, this journey is going to be too much for you. Verse 8 So he got up, ate, and drank, and the food gave him enough strength to travel 40 days and 40 nights to Mount Sinai, the mountain of God. There he came to a cave where he spent the night. But the Lord said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? Elijah replied, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty. But the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars, and killed every one of your prophets. I am the only one left. And now they are trying to kill me too. Now, what you're going to see between a portion of this message and all of next week's message is the reason I believe God whisked Elijah away from where he was was for one reason to hear God's voice. You're going to see the why in this message. You'll see the what next week. But as we jump into this message, I want us to have a little bit of question time. So if you don't have something to write with, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, or grab your phone. And and if you're taking notes on your phone, I actually want you to physically write this out. All right? This is an important question that you need to answer at the beginning of this message because this will help you apply what we're talking about in this message, okay? Here's the question. I want you to answer it. I'm gonna give you about 30 to 45 seconds to answer this question. When is it hardest for you to hear the Lord speak and why? I want to just take the next 30 or 45 seconds answer this question. When is it hardest for you to hear the Lord speak? Why? What makes it so hard when you're in that place? All right, so just take a few moments and let's all do that together. All right, you can keep writing your answer if you need to. But I want us to answer another form of this question. All right, where is the hardest place to hear God speak? Where is the hardest place to hear God speak? And I'm going to give you two different locations where it's really difficult to hear God's voice. Because maybe you find yourself today in one of those two spots. Here's the first spot under the cloud of confusion. One of the hardest places to hear God speak is under the cloud of confusion. Let me define the word confusion for you. It's the state of being bewildered or unclear in one's mind about something. It's that back and forth. It's that I'm not sure what to do. I know what, I don't know, I don't know. James says it like this, there's an instability. A man or woman divided between two opinions or two ways of thought is unstable in all of their ways. You may not know whether or not you're confused right now. One of the ways to know is how stable do you feel? If you're experiencing some instability, I promise you it's because you're warring between two different mentalities, two different opinions. It's called confusion. If I'm confused, it's evident Something is off. That's really good news. Whenever you get confused, whenever I get confused, it is evidence. It's a reminder. Something's not right. Something is off. And here's why. Because God does not want you to be confused. Let me give you scripture for it. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 33. For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. God isn't the author of confusion. He doesn't want you to be confused. So if you feel confused, it doesn't make you bad or weak. It just means something is off. Something's not quite right. Now, if God isn't the author of confusion, but we all experience some confusion from time to time, who is the author of confusion? Let me show you. Ephesians chapter two, verse two. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Okay, the prince of the power of the air. I'm going to uh, give you a picture of this. Who's that talking about? The devil. All right, so for some of you who give a little bit too much credit to the devil and, and you are easily overwhelmed by him, I just want to remind you there's a reason the Bible says he's the prince over the power of the air. There's a reason why he's just a prince, because there's only one king. He is a little p, prince. There's only one king. So the devil is the prince of the power of the air, the unseen realm, some theologians would articulate it as. And I want, I want you to understand this, and I'll give you the picture. Have you ever seen in a fire... Uh, watching in a movie when the smoke fills the top portion of the room and maybe there's about three feet of airspace beneath the smoky cloud. And we see when, as we watch the movie, someone crawls on their hands and knees beneath the cloud of smoke so that they do not inhale the unhealthy smoke, right? And then we see them get to the door. They can see better beneath that cloud they can breathe better beneath that cloud and they get to the door and they get out of the burning house. Well, here's how I want you to see your everyday life. The enemy is like the smoky cloud of confusion. He wants to confuse. And if you've ever wondered, why does God hate pride so much? Here's why God hates pride. Because pride causes you to stand up in a burning house it's the fastest way to fall is to breathe in that unhealthy air. It's the fastest way to die in a burning house is to stand up in the cloud where you can't see as clearly, you can't breathe as well, you're gonna fall. Okay, listen. God created us not to grovel on our hands and knees, but as followers of Jesus Christ, to take a posture of humility. And humility keeps us below This cloud of confusion. You want to know one of the the most frequent times I experience confusion? When I stand up in pride and arrogance and say, I know, oh, I know. I've got the idea. And I start leaning towards my way. Going back to what James said, divided between two ways, my way, God's way, my way, God's way. Fastest way to be confused is to wake up every day of your life and fight that fight. Is it gonna be my way, is it gonna be God's way? Okay, listen, the devil is the prince of the power of the air, creating a cloud of confusion. One of the hardest places to hear God speak is when I stand up in that cloud. I can't hear him very clearly at all. Now, before we move into the next difficult location to hear God speak, I want us to do a little bit of an assessment and I call this the assessment of isolation, all right? So I'm gonna put it on the screen and I'm gonna show you three simple uh, questions, in essence, they're statements, and then I want you to choose one of these ways to describe how you feel. So the first one, I'm content with my friendships and relationships. Do you strongly agree with that? Do you kind of agree? I don't know, neutral, disagree, strongly disagree? I want you just to take about a minute. I want you to do just a little bit of personal assessment. I want you to figure out, okay, where am I? How do I feel about these three things? Okay, so read these over and then with your notes, however you're writing, I want you just to put a description or whatever phrase you'd use right here next to each of these three things, all right? Take a few moments and let's do it together. As you're wrapping that up, uh, I'll keep this up for just one more moment. We're gonna score this so that you can really understand a little bit of where you are as it relates to isolation. Let's show the next screen. here's the scoring system. So when you look down at your answers there, I want you to put a number next to each of them. All right, so find which number And then I want you to tabulate or add up the three numbers. Okay? Now, I want to show you the scale so that you can kind of see where you're at as it relates to isolation. If you're a zero out of 12, you're incredibly strong, let's say. You're doing really well relationally. Okay? Go all the way to the end. If you're a 12, 10, 11, 12, you're pretty isolated. And here's why this matters. Okay? We're not just doing this to do this. Here's the second most difficult place to hear God speak. On the island of isolation. So under the cloud of confusion, on the island of Of isolation. One of the most dangerous locations in life is any place where the only voice you hear is yours. I want you to think about that for a second. That's a powerful truth. One of the most dangerous locations in life is any place where the only voice you hear is yours. I know many of you know this, but I just want to remind us all, you and I were created for relationships. And, And if you wonder why or how that's possible, I just want to remind you, you were created in the image of God. And when God said, let us make man in our image, he said, let us make man. God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. The very nature of God is God in relationship. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And you were made in their image. You were made in His image. But you were also made in their image. Let us, God said, make man, make you in their image image. You were created for relationship. Another way to say it is one of the most dangerous places you will ever find yourself is on the island of isolation. Nothing good comes from holding up and isolating yourself all alone. You were made for community, but I'll go even further than that. You were made for Christ-like community. You were made for the family of God, not just any community. But Christ-like community, and here's why, Christ-like community is the best insurance against confusion. Listen, th- this is how I live my life. I don't know where you were on the scale, but I, I was at a, a one. I'm least isolated. And here's why, because I've gone through life isolated before, and I couldn't sleep well at night because I was carrying everything all by myself. I live my life with a lot of others. And when I'm, I've, I'm feeling weight, I, I put it on them. They carry it with me, starting with our elders and my wife. I am no good when I am all alone. Listen to me, neither are you. And you may not have ever thought about this before, but when you're isolated, it can get really hard to hear God's voice. Well, Preston, I I feel like when I'm alone, uh, you know, isolated, it's the easiest way for me to hear God's voice. Here's the problem. The longer you're alone, the more you might become convinced that every voice you're hearing is God's. And when you're all by yourself, outside of relationship, which you were created for, you're going to start thinking that voice you hear that is yours Oh, that's God. Well, Preston, how do I know the voice that I'm hearing is God's and not mine? Here's one of the best ways to know whose voice you're hearing. How often does it lead to you getting your way? (laughs) One of the best ways to know, am I hearing God's voice or my voice? Is if you agree with that voice and everything it says, it's probably not God all the time. One of the ways I know it's God's voice that I'm hearing is there's a spanking sometimes. There's a, Preston, that's not right. You're absolutely wrong on this. You think you're right. That's wrong. Let me show you why. He takes me to his word. Okay, listen. One of the most dangerous locations is any place in life where the only voice you hear is yours. Proverbs 15, verse 22 says, without counsel, plans go awry. But in the multitude of counselors... Plans are established. Proverbs 24, verse 6 says it even a little more clearly. For by wise counsel, so for many, will, you will wage your own war. And in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. Okay, so if there is safety in a multitude of counselors, is it safe to say one of the most unsafe places is on the island of isolation where you're always right and your idea always wins? Yeah, it's safe to say that's the most unsafe place, the island of isolation. Now, I want to ask one more question. If, if we talk about the hardest place to hear God speak, let's go to the other side of the coin. Where is the easiest place to hear God speak? Where is the easiest place to hear God speak? Simple answer, next to him. The easiest place to hear God's voice is next to him. I want to show you something that I felt like this week the Lord really opened my eyes to and revealed, Uh, and I've never seen it like this before, and it's just such an incredible picture. I was kind of griping a little bit to the Lord, and I have been a little bit over the last couple weeks, just about the weight, and I'm feeling new weights. This is a new uh, era we've kind of stepped into, and the rules are a little bit different. The methods need to be a little bit different. The weight is definitely heavier on many of us. And I was just griping to the Lord saying, I, I hate this weight. This is getting old. It, it's like every time I, I get comfortable with the weight you put on me, you put more weight on me. And I want you to hear what I felt the Lord respond by saying. I felt like He said, Preston, you don't understand my Why, why? I keep putting more weight on you. And some of you need to write this little one-liner down that he gave me. Heavy weight is one of the things I use to keep you close. Then he said, Preston, go to Matthew 11. I want to show it to you. This blew my mind. Okay, so flip over to Matthew chapter 11. Jesus is talking. Many of you know this passage. Matthew chapter 11 starting in verse 28. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. I know many of us, when we When we focus on Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, it's, and I will give you rest. Preston, come to me and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. Lay your burdens down. Take my yoke. I will give you rest. And here's what I really feel like the Holy Spirit emphasized when showing me this. Come to me. Come to me. Preston, you're feeling heavy? Like you're carrying more weight that I've put on you? Come to me. In fact, the heavier you're feeling this weight is, the faster you should run or come to me. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens. Come to me. Then he says, take my yoke upon you. Get the picture of the yoke for oxen. It was never for one. It was for at least two. A yoke was for two oxen. Here's what Jesus is saying. Preston, one of the ways... I keep you close as I keep putting more weight on you because you have a tendency when you get a little bit stronger to think you can do it in your own strength. And one of the ways I make sure to keep you close is I give you a little more weight to carry because when you feel like it's too heavy, you stay closest to me. Come to me. All of you who are weary, carrying heavy burdens now I want to do one more question and then I've got one more verse for you and we'll be done I want you to take a moment and I want you to on a scale of one to ten I want you to answer this question how close do you feel right now in this season of your life on a scale of one to ten how close do you feel to the Lord right now and why okay don't beat yourself up just give an honest answer So a little bit of assessment. Just take the next 15 seconds. You don't need a ton of time. One is, I feel really far. Ten, I feel really close. Ten doesn't make you better than a one. It's just, where are you? How close do you feel? You are to the Lord right now. And why do you feel that way? Just take a moment to answer that. Why? Why do you feel like you're far if you're far? Why do you feel like you're close if you're close? It's an important question. Now I want to give you the romantic why behind God saying to you. We just read it in Matthew 11. Jesus saying, come to me. I want you to see the romantic why. Psalm 27, verse 8. My heart has heard you say, this is speaking to God, come and talk with me. It's not just come to me, it's come and talk with me. And look at this next part. And my heart responds, Lord, I'm coming. Lord, I'm coming. Do you realize no matter how far away from God you feel right now, that the God of the universe is saying to you, come away with me. Honey, come away with me. Come and talk with me. See, you're thinking about how far, I'm a one, I feel horrible right now because I'm a one. And the God of the universe is saying, I don't care where you are right now, come to me. Whether you're a one, whether you're a 10, come closer to me. Come and talk with me. And here is the goal of every follower of Jesus Christ, that every day of our lives when we hear the God of the universe calling out to us saying, come away with me, here's the goal, that our hearts would respond by saying, Lord, I am coming. And here's the why. Because the easiest place to hear God speak is next to him. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. I want you just to take a moment. No matter how close or far you feel from God in this season of your life, no matter your why behind it, I want you just to just take a moment in the presence of the Lord. He's right where you are. And I want you just to draw near. Maybe you've been running in rebellion. Turn and run towards him right now. Come on, right there in your heart, just run towards him. Pursue him in your heart right now. You don't need me to pray for you. You just need to draw closer to the God of the universe. Holy Spirit, I pray right now that every one of us, no matter how close or far we feel, I pray every one of us would hear the cry of your heart towards each one of us right now in this moment. Come away with me. Come and talk with me. And God, I pray, no matter what they've done this past week, no matter what mistakes they've made, I pray they'd forget about all of that and they would turn and run towards you in this moment. In Jesus' name. With every head bowed and every eye still closed, I want to speak to one other person. If you can hear my voice right now and you feel the God of the universe calling out to you. Come to me. Come to me. And you don't know Jesus personally. I want you to make a bold step in this moment. I want you to decide today is the day. You're going to respond to that call. The God of the universe, no matter what you've done, no matter what you have not done, the God of the universe is calling to you right now. Come to me. He's not gonna make you climb some incredible wall. He's not gonna make you do something you can't do. It's a choice. When you hear God saying, come to me, will you respond? And if that's you right now and you'd say, I hear it. Preston, I hear that voice. I hear God saying, come to me, it's time, it's time. If that's you and you're ready, I want you just to put your hand up before the Lord. It doesn't matter if you're watching this all by yourself. Just shoot your hand up. I hear the God of the universe beckoning me, calling out to me, come to me, come to me. Preston, I don't fully understand it, but I can hear it. Shoot your hand up, just put it up. Anybody else? Come on, you're hearing it, you're hearing that voice. Come to me, give your life to me. Make me the center of your universe, I'm no longer yourself. Come to me. Anybody else? That way. Way to be bold. With every head bowed, every eye closed. If you just raised your hand, I want you to do something now with me. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. This is the most important prayer you'll ever pray in your life, and I'm going to help you pray it. Okay? It's really simple, but it's very important. All right, so just repeat this after me. Dear Jesus, I am responding to your call. I hear your voice right now speaking to me personally. And I am coming to you. And I am giving my life to you. I believe you're the Son of the living God came to this earth to die for me and I believe on the third day God raised you from the dead God I know I need you I've messed up I give you all my mess ups I give you all of my sin I make you the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Way to go, way to go. That's what I'm talking about. Way to make the biggest decision you've ever made in your entire life. Such an incredible moment and I wanna ask you to do something. If you just prayed that prayer with me, I want you to text the name Jesus to the number 24587. Would you do that for me? I promise we're not going to spam your inbox, your phone. I promise. Our heart, though, is to come alongside of you. And maybe you don't have a Bible. We want to give you one. And we're creating right now a process uh, called newbelievers.com where we're going to help new believers begin their journey as a follower of Jesus Christ. That's our heart. We just want to come alongside of you. Okay? So if you just prayed that prayer and you made Jesus Lord of your life, you responded his call to come talk to him, come away with him, would you text that name Jesus to 24587? And you'll get a response from us this week. We're so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. We love you. All of heaven is celebrating the decision you just made. Doesn't mean everything is gonna get easier, but it does mean the God of the universe is with you and you will get to be with him for all eternity. Way to go, you. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Gateway Church, please visit us at gatewaylife.com. Have a great week.